You're listening to Choose FI Radio. The blueprint for financial independence lives here. If you're looking to unlock the secrets to financial independence and early retirement, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and join a community of like-minded people who are getting off the hamster wheel and taking control of their lives in the pursuit of financial independence. Choose FI, your home for financial independence online. Hi, Brad. Welcome back to the studio. Hey, Jonathan. So today, what we're going to do, this is the hot seat. This is something that we've been thinking about for a while. We're going to be having some guests coming up very soon. I think we have a mad scientist, millionaire educator, and Chad Carson and Mr. 1500. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty darn good lineup of initial guests. That right? is a diesel lineup, and I am excited about every single one of those. Yeah, and we, we want to make our guest experience here a little different than at other sites. I mean, and other podcasts, certainly basically most people come on a podcast and they kind of just give their background story. Right. And, you know, you've heard many of the guests we've had, you will have heard at other podcasts and we don't want them to just regurgitate essentially what they've said on all these other podcasts. So, you know, we're going to take a couple of different aspects and one is really diving deep into specific articles they've written that we think are especially interesting. Yes. Uh, so I think I think that's going to be a, a really cool angle, which is, you know, find their best articles, their most cutting edge thinking and really dive deep into that. So I think that's going to provide a ton of value to you out there. And another thing we're going to do is is this hot seat. So, you know, we're going to try to come up with a list. Uh, we have five questions now, you know, that could change plus or minus. But uh, right now we have these five questions. And I guess what Jonathan and I are going to do here is actually go through the hot seat for each of us. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think what Brad was saying is exactly what I was visualizing as well. You know, these people have all been on different podcasts and they've all told their story. And while obviously we'll need to introduce them to you, uh, we're not going to spend as much time on that. We'll direct you to their website. We'll direct you to the other podcasts that they've been on so you can go back and hear their stories. But they have they have such good ideas and if we can just dig down and have them coach us through their thought process, maybe we can get one or two ideas that we can incorporate in our own life. And so that, that that's exactly what I'm excited about as well. And so they'll probably come on multiple times because these are people that have spent thousands of hours researching uh, and coming up with these different articles. And we're not going to cover it all in, in 20 minutes. But because it's not just a simple interview, we can have them back and have them talk about something else. Yeah. And I, I think another thing that we have planned is kind of like a, we're calling it a FI roundtable. So a financial independence roundtable. And we'll, uh, you know, we're personal friends with many of these people. So, uh, you know, we can one day get, you know, the mad scientist and Carl from 1500 days and, you know, have them Skype in from their locations around the world and have Jonathan and I sitting here chatting. And, you know, the four of us can just shoot the breeze and talk about, you know, what's going on in our lives, any kind of particular financial, financial, personal, you know, whatever is interesting to you guys and what's interesting to us, you know, and what we want to chat about. I think that'll be a really different perspective as well, just to, to hear people kind of just talk this through and, you know, we're not going to prepare for it. We're just going to say, you know, this is the topic of the day and let's go to town. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you want to be a part of that and you want to have some input and what sort of stuff you would be interested in hearing about, 
Uh, Brad and I have an ethical bribe currently outstanding uh, on um, our website. And basically what we've put out to our community is we want to get to 50 written reviews on iTunes. And once we get to 50 written reviews on iTunes, we're going to add this voicemail feature on our website where if you have an idea that you would like to have discussed by thought leaders in the space that you're interested in, you can go and leave us a voicemail and then we will actually find the experts, bring them on and we'll talk about that specific topic. So if that's something you're interested in and you would like to see that happen, just go to iTunes, uh, search for Choose FI, go to ratings and reviews, and then leave us an honest review, hopefully five stars. And you know, so many of you have already done that and we really appreciate it. And um, we're, we're excited that we're going to be able to offer this feature for you. Okay, Choose FI fans, Brad and I are unpacking a brand new segment today called Welcome to the Hot Seat. Brad, let's go ahead and cue up the epic music score. In a world drowning in debt and rampant consumption, trapped by the chains of lifestyle inflation, these questions highlight the secrets of those who have broken free. Welcome to the Choose FI Hot Seat. Okay, I got to say, that was freaking cool. And I want to give a shout out to the guy that we have that does all of our voiceovers. I've had a couple of you ask me who does that. And I use Fiverr for the voiceovers. I'll include a link to his profile. He goes by Spike Reel. He has this incredibly awesome Don LaFontaine gravelly type voice, does amazing work, gives you very quick turnaround time, and is always open to revisions. So, you know, if you need somebody to help you do a voiceover for your project, he's on Fiverr, very, very reasonable rates. And so you guys definitely should go check him out. That Again, that is Spike Reel on Fiverr. And this might be a great place for me just to segue and say that at ChooseFI, we really are not necessarily just focusing on one aspect of financial independence. Uh, we believe that you should be playing, like Dr. Thomas Stanley from Millionaire Next Door says, we think you should be playing offense and defense. And so, yeah, we're going to teach you all these different life hacks to decrease the cost of your life. But then we're also going to encourage you to start playing offense as well and increase your income. And Brad and I are both big believers in starting a side hustle um, or a business on the side. And we have obviously put a lot of time into our own businesses and we've learned a lot of stuff on the way. And we want to share that with you to speed up your process to financial independence, but also in the short term to help you get your business up and rolling. If, especially if you want to create something in, in the fields that we're familiar with, like creating passive businesses online. So we're going to include all sorts of really neat resources to help you do that and give you little tips along the way. And the one that I was just telling you about today is just, you know, if you decide to do a podcast, definitely, definitely look into getting someone else to do your voiceover for you. And, and Spike Reel does a great job. All right. So let's get to the hot seat. I think I'll start here, which is, uh, Jonathan, what's the favorite, what's your favorite blog that you're currently, currently reading? Yeah. So what I do a lot of is I constantly need to come up with new ideas and I'm always trying to learn something. And I've been digging through actually mad scientist stuff recently, um, partially because, you know, we're going to have them on this podcast um, in the next you know month or so. And I realized he has so much good stuff that I just 
didn't even realize was there. And one that I'm really enjoying right now, I've been a big fan of his HSA article, his HSA hack for a while. I've told a lot of people about that. Uh, it is very, very cool once you realize the possibilities. But this one called the triple value of income is just fantastic. So yeah, Matt Fientist, he has a podcast, but he also uh, has a lot of great content. And if you haven't gone on to his website to explore his content, you really should because there's a lot of great information there. Yeah, and really dive deep into the articles. Uh, I know he's in the middle of redoing his site and making it easier to find some of his older articles, which are still pertinent today. But, you know, in the time, in the meantime, you can just kind of go through, cycle through his old pages and and really dive into that stuff. It's It's brilliant content. All right, so Brad, what is your favorite blog that you're currently reading? All right, so my reflexive answer is always going to be Mr. Money Mustache. I think that's that's kind of my favorite blog of yeah. all time. Uh, but I guess what I'm currently reading now is uh, Frugal Woods. Okay. So uh, you know, I've met uh, Liz from Frugal Woods at FinCon a couple times. We've you know become become friends, and she is just a brilliant writer. And you know, so I just love literally reading what she writes. I think it's so well done and beautifully crafted. And I think also the fact that they have recently moved to their homestead in Vermont is especially interesting to me. It was it was interesting while they were, you know, quote unquote frugal weirdos and living in Cambridge, Massachusetts. But, you know, now that they've actually They've literally gone off the reservation. Yeah. yeah I mean they have <laughs> they have done it, you know, and they've pulled the trigger even years before they thought they would. So it's it's a, a cool perspective, and I just love seeing what they're coming out with. Okay. All right, so Brad, what is your favorite article of all time? Okay, so I'm going to cheat and give you two answers. Uh, the most influential thing that I've ever read was the Stock Series by Jim Collins. Yes. Uh, JLCollinsNH.com, and you know we'll link to this in the show notes, certainly, uh, which you can always reach at choosefi.com. And uh, Stock Series just changed my entire investing life. So uh, that, without a doubt, you know, it made me realize the value of index funds, how consequential it is to cut down on your fees, your expense ratios on on the mutual funds that you're you're buying, and just you know what an impact it can make over thirty to fifty years over an investing lifetime. So you know that clearly, without question, is is the most important thing. Uh, the other, I, I have a few from Mr. Money Mustache. The The biggest one is uh, how to go from middle class to kick ass. Okay. So in this article, uh, Pete has a, a really neat little chart where he has every category that they spend in life, essentially. Uh, it's, you know, just from scrolling through this really quickly, it's it's got to be easily, what, 30, 30 yeah. plus categories. And he has a column for middle class, which is what, you know, Every bozo out there pays, right? You know, he has uh, cars, as, as he calls it, on the auto fleet. You know, he has some right. really snarky things in here. Uh, well, I love that bombastic way. And I think it's what's made America fall in love with him so much, even though he's telling them that they're idiots. Um, I, I think it's that bombastic way of writing that's just so unusual and just engaging. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's that that is that's his thing. Yeah. And, you know, just seeing Ivy League child activities. Some of these categories are, are absolutely hilarious. Uh, 
Another one that Laura and I have always joked about is the voluntary ownership of multiple large animals. I think that's, <laughs> we, we've probably repeated that 50 times in our house. It's just hilarious. <laughs> you know, we're not animal people in fairness, but, uh, but anyway, so uh, yeah, right. And Jonathan's dogs are lovely. So, uh, you know, he is middle class and then he has kick ass and it just, you know, you scroll down and then he has some, some notes or comments and you scroll down and you see, you know, what the lifestyle is for the middle-class family. And it's, you know, on this article, it's almost $120,000 a year. Whereas the uh, kick-ass version is 36,000. And that's just, you know, as he says, it's, I'm gonna quote here, it's just by switching from the typical high-income family spending to the slightly less ridiculous, yet still luxurious level of spending that comes as part of adopting a more mustachian lifestyle, this typical, family was able to reduce its annual spending by over $82,000 a year. That's crazy. Right? And, you know, there, and, you know, you go through each of these and you say, wow, that really would not be that hard to do. So, you know, sometimes I sit back and say, how are we saving this much money and everybody else isn't? And you can see it perfectly in this chart. It's it's the most important thing you'll read in, in this year. Absolutely. And, if you want the links to the two that he just mentioned, you can go to choosefi.com slash zero one one and that, that will contain our show notes. And down at the bottom, we will post links to all the blogs that we mentioned and the specific articles that we mentioned, including the Mad Scientist article and the JL Collins stock series and the Money Mustache articles. Also, for the JL Collins, he just recently published a book, uh, which is now available on Amazon. And I have my copy of it, courtesy of the, the mustache camp that we just recently went to. And I highly recommend that for you. And if not for you, if you have a, uh, you know, a child, son or daughter or someone that's generally interested in finance, but is not really a, uh, a website person uh, that you buy them a copy of it. And if you're interested in that link, that's also on the show notes as well. Yeah. And the book is called The Simple Path to Wealth. And I'm actually reading it right now, uh, even though Jim gave me an advanced copy before he published it, um, you know, just seeing it in, you know, tangibly in your hands. It's, it's just a fantastic book. So highly recommended. So, all right, Jonathan, what is your favorite article of all time? Yeah, also a mustache article, uh, the, the shockingly simple math of early retirement. That is just a mind-blowing article. And basically, he just did what no other person seemed to be able to do before him and just realized that the stuff that you have is actually owning you. The stuff you own is actually owning you, and it's adding time onto your retirement. And... Basically, just by by looking at your savings rate, um, he is able to predict exactly when you can retire. And then every single recurring expense that you have is extending that. And so by putting those two concepts together, you start to realize that every single time you have a recurring expense, you're going to have to work longer before you can retire. And if you and then you can make a value choice on whether or not you really need that object in your life or not. And if you decide that you can live without it then now suddenly you can retire sooner or at least you can be financially independent sooner. That's the first time I'd read anything like that. All the other uh, people that you know you read on the internet or that we're talking about, we're talking about on how to invest so that when you were 60, you could then have the option to retire. Nobody was talking about this idea that you could use the exact same math and get your the freedom for your life in your 30s, in your early 30s, early 40s. And so it just completely blew my mind and it's definitely my favorite article. I know it's one that's loved by many, many other personal finance bloggers that are out there. Yeah. Jonathan and I actually fought over this as our, our favorite article. We both wanted it. Yeah, yeah. So I think in conjunction with the from middle class to kick ass article, the shockingly simple math 
is is absolutely essential. If you read those two, you get a really great introductory concept of mustachianism and and what uh, you know Pete is up to over at Mister Money Mustache, and and really it it makes you just see the world differently, right? And there are not many things in life that that you can read in ten minutes and literally come away with a completely different perspective on life. This truly is one of them, and you know it it makes you realize. You know, for many people, they just assume that they have to work until 65. And even then, you hear in the media all the time how insecure people are with their finances at 65 and how they can never retire, etc. It doesn't have to be that way. If you actually save money, and you can do that by using the the middle class article, it doesn't have to be that difficult. You can save 50% of your money with just a few life hacks, right? And if you're willing to change. And then you you can take back control of your life in your 30s or you know 10 years from wherever you are if you're if you're listening to this when you're 50 you know 8 years from now 10 years from now you can be financially independent and not have to work into your 70s or 80s like you know unfortunately many people do yeah no absolutely all right uh let's see next Brad favorite life hack all right this was very difficult for me i i have a ton but i think the thing that jumps out to me first is actually using the password manager called LastPass. Um, it does multiple things at once. It essentially, it makes my, all the websites that I have much more secure as opposed to like, you know, most of you out there, you know, we all hear about password security uh, and, you know, and that's fine. That's all well and good. You don't think you're going to get hacked, right? But, uh, and you have the same password that you use on dozens and dozens of sites yeah, uh, password one two three four right right uh, <laughs> with some combination of your dog's name and your parents date of birth something like that yeah exactly and you know most of our financial lives and you know i mean my businesses my websites you know these are all online so i mean password security is essential and this allows you to really up that level so i mean you can have 30 50 character passwords and you don't need to remember them they're stored in LastPass very securely, uh, much more securely again than, than having this dopey password that can be hacked very, very easily. And Jonathan is, is actually a a huge fan of LastPass. So he's going to jump in on this in a minute, but you know, I can say that, you know, it, it enables me to put in dual factor authentication on, on my LastPass. So I literally have this grid that I print out that I bring everywhere. So even if someone stole my LastPass master password, I physically have this grid that I, I kid you not, I cart with me everywhere in life. And, you know, nobody's getting into into that without this this grid. I didn't so, know about the grid. I need to look into the grid. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll, I'll show you afterwards. It's, there are a bunch of uh, dual factor authentication methods for LastPass that, you know, are probably a little more sophisticated than the grid, but but I like it. Um, I couldn't go anywhere without this. I mean, I'm, I have easily upwards of 400 individual unique passwords uh, now. And uh, you know, at some point back in the day, I remember writing them in a little book. I think I still have the book somewhere uh, with just a few of those passwords written down, but it's, it's exceeded my ability. And so when you have a unique one for everything, it makes it, you know, very safe, but unmanageable from a, from a uh, keeping track of it on a document. And then if you put it on an Excel file, you know, you're, you're also being a little bit risky as well. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, I read this book that we'll link to in the show notes. It's called Future Crimes by Mark Goodman, I believe it is. Uh, he was a FBI uh, cyber terrorism and, you know, dealing with with 
all these hackers essentially and it is the most frightening book you will ever read in your entire life essentially like how easy it is for hackers to get into everything and you know one of his low-hanging fruit type ideas to to make yourself more secure is to get a password manager like LastPass or one password i think is the other one that he recommends i've heard of that one too so yeah jonathan <clears throat> favorite life hack mine you know if it's not going to be LastPass, and i use that one multiple times a day it's a really really good one Mine is probably just ditching the cable and never buying DVDs. Um, if you take me into your living room and show me your really awesome DVD collection, I'm going to congratulate you and say, oh, that's really cool. But what I'm really probably thinking is that is a lot of money tied up in something that you're not going to be able to use five years from now. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what a moron. Why are you spending thousands of dollars on a DVD collection? It's the same thing like when someone shows me their brand new car. It's, oh, you congratulate them. And then you think. Wow, that was really incredibly stupid. But anyway, I don't want to hijack right, right. soapbox it on there. Yeah, no, I finally, um, you know, I think at some point when I graduated and got my job and was making, you know, an income, I was like, oh, great, now I can get cable because that's what you do, right? And then somewhere along the way, I realized I was paying one hundred and fifty dollars a month um, for something that I was never watching. You know, I didn't have time to watch it, or when I was watching it, it was on TV or DVR or whatever else. But it was like one or two shows, and I said. This just doesn't make sense. This is stupid. Why am I doing this? Well, it's because everybody has cable. You need to have good cable, you know, or else you're not cool. And then once I separated myself from that, I said, this is ridiculous and ditched it. I haven't looked back. And, you know, I have, you know, Amazon Prime and Netflix and things like that. And America is moving to this model of actually more and more just paying for what they want to watch, not just paying for everything. Uh, but that for me was a huge life hack. You know what? You will actually survive without cable. You don't really need it. You don't need to pay someone $150 a month for the courtesy of pumping commercials into your home for eight hours a day. Sounds about good. I totally, totally agree. And yeah, that's something we've we've gone towards as well as, you know, cutting the cord and just kind of dealing with Netflix and Amazon Prime. So that's probably yeah. the bullet point. My favorite life hack, cutting the cord. Yep. Yeah. Nice. All right, Jonathan, your biggest financial mistake Okay, let's see. Um, I have done multiple things. I've taken out loans more than I needed to, not realizing that you do actually have to pay them off. Um, probably the one that stands out to me the most is I actually paid for a car cash on Craigslist and I paid $9,000 for it and it was a it had a turbo engine and then within a couple months it started to have some problems and it ended up costing me three grand to fix now I'm 12 grand invested in it. And then I drove it for a couple more years. And then I, then it started to have the exact same problem. So I sold it for like $1,800. So I ended up losing like 10 grand on this one vehicle uh, within like a two year period. It was a particularly painful for me. Um, and I've learned from that, but that was. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So, you know, obviously that sucks to lose that money, but you know, was this just bad luck or was there something that you could take away that you could give to the audience as an actionable tip? Yeah, yeah. No, there is a strategy there, I think. Um, if it's beyond the scope of this. It's beyond the scope. We're going to have an article on the true cost of car ownership. And if you're interested in that, I want to know how I think I could have done it better. That's a hour long conversation uh, that I'll walk you through using some of my mistakes and then what I would do differently. But that was that was a 10 grand mistake right there. Uh, Brad, what was your biggest financial mistake? All right. This is not even close for me. The uh, the biggest mistake that I made, and honestly, I'm actually still still dealing with this, which is pathetic, but uh, we, at the very, very height of the market, we bought uh, what we thought was an investment property, uh, and it wound up 
uh, it was undeveloped land in this like kind of country clubbish development down in North Carolina. And, uh, you know, we got, we got greedy. We had, uh, you know, in the year before we had kind of flipped one of these and, and made, you know, I forget 10, 20, 30,000 bucks, something like that. But, uh, you know, it was in hindsight, it was completely obvious that there was this bubble and, you know, we should have run, you know, as far and as fast as we could, but we doubled down and we bought a second one of these properties. Uh, and you know, we literally still have these things and they are worth a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of what we bought them for. Uh, we still have loans on them. So, you know, Jonathan talks about a $10,000 mistake. I mean, this is, it's almost incalculable how much money we've wasted. I mean, literally if we never went to North Carolina to look at these properties, I would have been financially independent 100%, you know, years ago. So, uh, this was, you know, luckily we live such a frugal life and, you know, we have such a high savings rate, even with this mistake. And, you know, this is not something I've talked about publicly. I don't think ever before, but, uh, even with this mistake, we've been able to, to do pretty darn well for ourselves. But, uh, man, if we never went there, it would be, I mean, it, you know, unfortunately, probably when compounded and all this other stuff, it's probably it's got to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, my, I, yours is worse than mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's worse than it makes me feel better. Essentially anybody. So hopefully 2017 is the year we kind of uh, figured this out once. There you go. People try to learn from other people's mistakes. Yep. Yeah. If it's Life too hack. good to be true, you know, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. All right. Well, uh, maybe this is a tie in uh, knowing what you yeah. know now. Uh, what would you tell your 18 year old self? Yeah, well, don't ever go to North Carolina. <laughs> don't ever step foot in the state. And there was our last visitor <laughs> yeah. from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, I mean, I think it actually ties into a lot of the stuff we talked about already, which is retiring early and financial independence is real. And it's really not that hard when you look at the math. I think it's, you know, I have a lot of answers to this. It's, you know, think a little bit differently. Think outside the box, right? I think, you know, I was kind of always on that path of, you know, ultra elite college, you know, great job at, you know, the best accounting firm in the world. And, you know, I thought I would stay there for years and become a partner and, you know, all this other nonsense that, you know, I quickly realized once I got into the real world that that was not a path that I was interested in. So, um, you know, for me, it would be just know that, you can you can outsmart the system essentially you know if you will that sounds a little nefarious but you can if just by being a little bit smarter than the next guy by following the advice in the you know from middle class to kick ass article and by saving as much money as you can you can control your life by your by your 30s and that's that is just such a powerful concept so i mean that clearly is what i wish my 18 year old self knew yeah that's fantastic and um, I think I really do have some actionable ones here. I think one of the things that I wish I had had as an 18 year old was direction. I wish that I had had a model to follow, like a, you know, like a step process that if you do this, then this, um, that's what I feel like I didn't have the courage to figure out on my own at the age of 18. I didn't know how to ask the question and get the answer. And so I think if I were going to talk to my 18 year old self, I would kind of lay out for them a 10 year plan of what they can do. And if they did it, what the upside would be. Now they could choose to do it or not do it, but I, you could say, this is what it looks like. And so, you know, maybe I wish that I had maxed out my Roth the first time I had a job um, or that I had saved 50% and put it in a Roth. And I had worked out some deal with my parents where I went and talked to them. I said, look, I'm going to do this. And this is, I think this is a really good, smart financial move. And if I do this, we all match what I'm putting in there, you know, something like that. 
And then that money that I saved, maybe then I would have had that to then put in for a down payment on my first house. And instead of just getting a house for myself, maybe I would have gotten a duplex and rented out the other half and started some sort of real estate thing on the side just at an early age. Those are just things that I just didn't even know were options, but other people were doing. I think I could have done college a little bit smarter and I would have started designing the life that I wanted a little bit earlier. I would have had different questions that I have now. I'm pretty satisfied with where I am now and where, where things are going. But only recently did I started learning stuff and applying it to create a business with it. And you don't need to be 31 years old to, to learn the answers to the question that I'm learning right now. You could learn these, you could ask these questions and find these answers at the age of 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Uh, you know, the internet is this unbelievable resource. And I think the questions that I had at the age of, you know, 15 through 20 were kind of dumb. Um, and you have the right to be dumb when you're in your teens. You know, we all do that. But Maybe if I had known what the upshot would have been to learning some of the answers to those questions, I would have started a lot earlier. And I think Jonathan's statement of designing the life you want to live is especially interesting. That that definitely resonated with me when, when he was mentioning it. Um, a buddy of mine, uh, Dominic Cortuccio, uh, he has a, a new online business where uh, he's actually helping people uh, design that life. And, you know, not to, to plug him, but it, it's just something that's been in in the back of my mind recently because he's uh you know that and kind of live events which you know we went to camp mustache as jonathan and i have mentioned and uh my buddy dom is is having a live event as well about designing that life that you want to live and what you need to to do to get from here to there and i think that uh is really important you know it's easy to focus on the financial independence aspect of this but you know as jd roth mentioned you know and had us run through this uh this program during uh, Camp Mustache, really figure out what you want to do with life. I think that that you can't lose sight of that. You know, that's that's really the end of the rainbow here is what do you do when you have time? What do you do when you can have that life that you want to live? So, you know, that's kind of my parting thought is, you know, you got to always keep that in mind here. So I think that's that's crucial. Well, we hope you enjoyed this hot seat interview. Uh, if you want to access some of the links or the show notes from today's episode, you can go to choosefi.com slash zero one one. You've been listening to Choose FI Radio Podcast, where we help middle class America build wealth one life hack at a time. Okay, guys, just wanted to take a step back after the episode and talk just a little bit about that introduction to the hot seat. Brad thought it was important for me to point out to you all that we do know that that intro is extremely campy, but it's awesome. So we're going to use it. Uh, I think for us, Brad and I are both nerds and we're personal finance nerds. We get excited about financial independence and life hacks about financial independence. You know, imagine us as the guys from the Big Bang. (laughs) Yeah, I I get that that should be embarrassing, right? But what we get excited about is helping you figure out financial independence. So when we bring on guests to talk about their financial independence life hacks and things they figured out, these people are our superheroes. Honestly, if I could choose between having Batman or Superman or having, you know, Money Mustache or Mad Scientist or Joshua from Radical Personal Finance uh, or Frugal Woods. I'm going to pick them because that's just, that's what I get more excited about. I want to have them come on the show. And so we love that it's campy. 
and obviously it's over the top. But I hope that you can appreciate the fact that you know we don't take ourselves too seriously and we're having fun with this. And we want you to have fun with it as well. So give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. You know, welcome to all the new guests that found us from Radical Personal Finance. And let's have fun doing this together as we all pursue financial independence. It's going to be a wild and fun ride.